On this episode of Jerk Radio, we're just getting started. We'll tell you who the hell we are and what we stand for as a bunch of goddamn jerks. Plus, issue 11 is imminent. We'll take a look at the new power sets with our resident numbers expert. And go through all the rest offering the new power sets and the new content. How many days will it be before issue 11 is old and nobody gives a damn about it anymore? We'll tell you. It's new, it's rough, and nobody knows what the hell it is. This is Jerk Radio. Alright, welcome to Jerk Radio. I am Trey Sevens alongside Sean McCormick, Dr. Rob Cisco, Tony Strickland, and joining us today for our uh, special episode, so to speak, Jimmy Erson. And actually, this is sort of a special episode because this is our first episode ever. And if that isn't a special occasion, I don't know what is. Yeah, exactly. This is Jerks. We are the Jerks. The Circle of Jerks. And for those of you who are wondering, this is about City of Heroes and City of Villains. If you're listening for any other reason, please turn off the damn podcast and go find something on WoW. We're not that. You'll be sorely disappointed. You'll be yeah. very disappointed. It won't make any sense to you. Mm. Yeah, you'll probably lose interest. Exactly. And we also, as a group, and several people beyond us, in fact, several dozen people beyond us, comprise... The Circle of Jerks Supergroup. We're a group on Virtue Server in City of Heroes and City of Villains, and essentially the namesake says it all, I think. It's very, very self-explanatory. Very self-explanatory, yeah. Um, kind of both a motto and a mission statement at the same time. Jerks. Exactly. Jerks are jerks, and that's about the most obvious statement anybody's ever made about us. Mm. But it's always important to make the distinction. Jerks with a capital letter or a lowercase letter. Lowercase letter, jerks, everyone knows, you know, oh, you're a jerk, you're a jerk for doing that, but uppercase, jerks, means class. It's like mm-hmm. trying to distinguish a guy pissing on somebody's front lawn between a guy who's on ha- trigger-happy TV yeah. doing a prank on somebody. That would be us, trigger-happy TV, and rarely do we ever piss on anybody's front lawn. Very rarely. Well, almost never. Unless it gets us on Trigger Happy TV. Mm. Exactly. Only, I mean, only if it's, it's totally called for. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'd I pee on someone's front lawn for money. Yeah. Well, when the when there's an artistic merit to it. Of there course. You go. Hey, oh, yeah. If it's not, you, can, you can call anything art. Yeah, really, if it's not funny and we don't, it's not enjoyable, it's really not worth doing. Mm-hmm. That's really the core concept of being a jerk in the jerks, is that... If it's not making somebody laugh, why are we doing it? Exactly. Exactly. And we're all about that. We're about trying to take City of Heroes, City of Villains, and we're on the role-playing server, the unofficial role-playing server of City of Heroes. And we're taking all these people who are so dead serious about their characters and their storylines and just attempting to break the fourth wall and rip them apart with humor. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yep. Yep. So that said, I think that pretty much sums it up. We just, we do whatever the hell we want that's funny to us and hopefully funny others, and we're in the process of destroying serious business and bad RPers. Indeed. Sparingly serious. 
Very rarely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very rarely. Very rarely. Very rarely. Very rarely. Ever. Okay. Serious. Ever. I mean, the fact that we're doing an internet radio show like this. If we were taking yeah. ourselves seriously, we would have played a uh, a uh, Stone Sour or Breaking Benjamin track by now, and I, I don't think we did. I yeah. wonder who does that sort of thing. That's almost odd. I wonder who. Perhaps certain... Slightly pretentious, people. even. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if they think they're better than someone because they have their own radio... Oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> anyway... Ha uh-huh. ha ha! See, yeah, I almost went. That, there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. kill me, people. So, anyways, I think just to give the listeners an idea of who the hell is speaking here, I think we ought to just go around and mention who each of us is and why the hell we're a jerk and all that sort of thing and good stuff. I myself am Trace Evans. I play in Virtue the character Captain Concussion. He is essentially, as am I. A uh, normal, laid-back asshole. Um, <laughs> only difference between me and him is that he wears a white suit and a helmet, and I wear grunge-like clothing and uh, don't shower enough. Don't forget the uh, invulnerability. Oh, yes, well, invulnerability. He mm. he is classified, as anybody should know listening to this, as a tanker, so... Well, they made you wear a helmet when you were younger, didn't they? Uh, no, that was just the thing we did for a prank. At least I think it was. I don't know. We could always retcon things because I don't really give a damn what his history is like. Yeah. But yeah, he's a tanker, and I've got him set up to essentially take as much damage as possible. And I guess um, Jim's actually helped me do a lot of the build, so I should give credit to him for making him all kick ass. I was about to yeah. say, yeah. He's. I made you. The man I know the holes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep me down. You can't keep me down. Hmm. You know, he's he's directly and indirectly responsible for pretty much everybody's build. Oh, yeah. the jerks. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's a good way of saying that, because, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, with, we'd all still be fucking around and getting killed in several missions. Yeah, we would Three actually, damn. Yeah, without Jim, we'd all still have <laughs> S.O.'s. Yeah, no, S.O. Yeah, S.O.'s and three act three, damn. We'd be struggling with a Rick T.F. on Heroic instead of... Instead of mighty fighting. Ru- yeah, running through it like an idiot on Invincible and dying twice as much. Actually, <laughs> it, it's, it's your work that lets us actually survive that sort of thing more often than we... We don't survive it, that's the point. We don't survive it. <laughs> I, I blame the certain Singaporean fellow for this issue. We die with style is what we're trying style. to say. Yes, it's all about yeah. style. We die where other people wouldn't have even gotten in the door. Yes. Yeah. And it is all thanks to Jim. And in addition, um, capping concussion, as am I, essentially, uh, living vicariously through a white student jackass, um, I'm a bad chore game. I hunt down all the badges I can find in the game, try to get in every one of them, and so far I've been mildly successful, and I'm not the only one in the room that's doing that right now. Jim also has one that's actually slightly better than me, and yes. I think we'll get to that later as um, I... Give Jim the floor here in a few. And additionally, alongside me is uh, Sean McCormick. Sean, you um, run the hero Paper Bag Man, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Uh, somewhat of a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Asshole. Yeah, there we go. Um, my Douchebag. Character, my, yeah, douchebag, oh, asshole. 
My character is uh, sort of a backlash against several influences in my life, several friends of mine who were thoroughly obsessed with creating Superman lookalikes. So my character is weak, flabby, ill-tempered, generally not a hero. So kind of a self-insert. Oh, very much so. <laughs> nice one. Yeah, again, a common thread right there. Mm-hmm. And... So yeah, that's um, Tony right? Or no, it's a, oh my God, I'm already mixing names. That, that's Sean McCormick right there, paper bag. And, and may I also add that, due to computer issues, Sean has not really joined the jerks for a while. So this is actually a lot of this is he's seeing from an outsider message board, trying to desperately watch us before falling away from the community. I'm working on it. I'm I'm coming back. You know, it's like when they release Duke Nukem Forever, I'll be right there. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll hold you to that. We'll be looking forward to it. Yes, mm. the, the question is, can you run Duke Nukem forever? Uh, n- no. Gone. Probably. Yeah, right. Crisis zones. <laughs> I was about to say, I can run Crisis at 40 frames per second. Probably probably not going to be able to run Oh, you lucky jackass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, thank you. You can run Crisis at 40 frames a second is Dr. Rob Sisko, may I add. is not a real doctor, but we call him that anyways. Of course. He plays one. Degrees in Mex- from Mexico. Oh yeah, I have a uh, I have a pre- I have a I have a PhD in undecided from an a uh, an indeterminate prestigious university which I will not be naming. They may or may not be in Mexico. I will not uh, clarify that. But anyways, I play the character Doctor Meenan. Some of you may have met her. I feel I should point out that I play female characters not because I have any sort of weird views on gender roles or because I like to feel pretty. Well. Actually, yeah, I do, pretty much. I pretty much just like to play dress-up. I'll just get that out there. I'm, I'm confident yeah. enough to say that I just like to play dress-up. But anyway, awesome. now that I've gone and said that... Now, Dr. Meenan's basically... Basically, archetypal mad... Psychotic. Yeah, yeah, basically. I found that a lot of my characters can be basically described with the same two words. Bitch crazy. So, Dr. Meenan's, yeah... <laughs> Extremely accurate, extremely precise. Yeah. We should also note that, for the record, Dr. Meenan is a stalker. Oh, yes, a Claws Super Reflexes stalker. I was Claws and Super Reflexes back before it was cool. Yes, thank you for that. uh, As I am slowly leveling on my spare time, a Claws Super Reflexes scrapper. Ah, there you go. Um, Yeah, glaring in your direction right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I was back there before. It was cool. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, sure. no, that's why I do not have the patience to level another stalker ever. <laughs> that, that, I think that sums up our discussion of stalkers ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except unless I somehow get uh, my roommate who runs a stalker who doesn't use the keystone powers of the stalker set, hide, assassin, strike. doesn't even hide anymore, no. Doesn't even have Assassin's Strike. Respect exactly. that. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And also, as a side note, just because we didn't mention it, um, Sean's character, Paper Bag Man, is a scrapper. Yeah, Big it's one. a horribly ineffective scrapper. I'm dark melee invincibility. And at the time, I thought it was a great idea, but as I've grown in experience, I've realized just how much of a dud I've created. But I still play him. Something to be said for perseverance. 
And I think it's best to just sum it up with he punches things and things then die. Punching things. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, so and then, all the characters we've discussed punch things until they die, except Meenan does it with knives. Yeah, you do it with knives, sharp objects, and implements. I have shoot things when I'm not punching them. There you go. Yep, and then for that, we toss it to um, the next person on our voice roster of such is Tony Strickland. He will also be our segments producer, essentially, means we'll tell him to shut up until we bring him in for a minute or two at times. Mm-hmm. We've got something but, very special planned. Yes, we do. Have, there's something very, very nice and special planned for him, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to the first two mm-hmm. episodes that we oh, bring yeah. it in. Uh, but, yeah, Tony, why don't you tell us um, about Pratt and all the other characters? All right. I'm, my name is Tony Strickland, as I said, and I'm also known as Pratt Strike. Um, I'm the group's resident furry bastard. And I stay on no basically. Not to tell for. Oh no, yeah. No <laughs> yeah, and I stay on basically through the good graces of whining and you know pissing up to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Pratt's is a blaster, uh, energy, energy. He was my first character. I made him back about I four, back when blasters sucked even worse than they do now. And so I came up the hard way. Which, yeah, that that's... And what surprises me is that you haven't complained about it. You haven't really... You actually are one of the sturdier blasters I've seen in the game. Oh, no, I love playing blaster. I just I understand how to play it. You know, you wait until somebody else is punching them, and then you shoot them. That's the whole point. There mm-hmm. you go. Actually not trying to run into battles and get yourself killed like... Seemingly every other blaster out there doesn't understand the concept of range or, you know, running in when you need to. Mm-hmm. It's a scrapper's job. It's not a my arena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look uh, at me, I'm a tank! There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's basically how I play. Hey, you are a tank. You might be a scrapper, but you are a tank. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. And that with that, we should bring in our... Special guest for this episode, and presumably future episodes, where we need to talk about powers and all that sort of thing. With us tonight is yeah, they only love me for my math. Uh, that's exactly it. We only love him for his math, but uh, we tolerate him anyways. Uh, Jim Yerson, he is a tiny activist in game, and I'm sure you'd be more than willing to tell us all about how awesome he is and better than us, or rather she. Yeah, um, there's not a whole lot to tell really. I've I've been playing TA since. Either the tail end of issue two or the beginning of issue three, I can't remember. But, um, no, basically, I got into the game back in 2004, like July, not long after it came out. Played on Pinnacle, which was a mistake. Mm-hmm. And never, me- never found anyone. Got a blaster up to 12 and quit, but, um,. Never bothered actually canceling the account, which is why I'm still ahead on vet badges. And um, back in March of '05, a friend of mine got into the game playing on Virtue, and I was like, oh, well, I've still got my account, I'll join you. And we both knew a guy who knew Sharky, so we got into the Circle of Jerks, and that's been it since. Um, 
My main TA is a martial arts regen scrapper who I've spent far too much time and far too much pretend money on. And I also have a lot of other people, many of them 50. I, I dare say I'm probably the person in the jerks with the most 50s who knows what they're doing with them. Oh, 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 oh. Now, now, wait a minute. Um, we do need to add in old X here. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. How many does he have? I've got five. I don't know. He's got depending how you count. I think he's got either six or seven. He's got, yeah, six or seven, but again, the caveat of knowing X. Oh, yeah, if you count the. We all remember the blast incident. Oh, God. Yeah, no, that, that's X death. That's different X. We have so many X's in our group right now, I should add, for the... Uh, oh, yeah, which X are you talking about? The one that talks funny, or...? Yes, they both talk funny. Well, yeah, but one, one, well, the one, one, is, in, one is incomprehensible, and the other one sounds like uh, Randy Savage. Yeah, the original one was X death, and yes, he's the one who sounds funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're and saying X human sounds like Randy Savage? Oh yeah, he once. I've never heard this. We need to do later sometime. We need to find this out. Yeah, so we need to get him on the show. Have him say something crazy. <laughs> yeah, because that that's like the most awesome thing ever, and I, I, I like I want to adopt him now as my second daddy. <laughs> because that's not creepy at all. No, it's, I mean not not in a bad un, not in a bad creepy way. Just you know, as in he's older than every one of us, probably by a good margin, and. Yet he speaks like Randy Savage and kicks all our ass in uh, COHCOV for the most part, since he knows mm-hmm. how to use characters. Indeed, it's that. So, and I can but understand it, the adoption thing. He strikes me as a very—he strikes me as a very responsible parent. I mean, there was an incident uh, last year where uh, he found a found a Lincoln Park CD in his uh, son's room, took it outside, and <laughs> shot it with a shotgun. <laughs> very responsible. Yes, very yes. Good judgment. That's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And also, for the record, I should mention that Jim and I are both badge hunters, as mentioned, and Jim's ahead of me by about um, three to four badges right now, and we're if both... If I'm not mistaken, Jim's actually in a badge form right now. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's for someone else, for another reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously, we, 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 we sometimes... Well, okay, I, I can't try and talk ourselves out of that. We are hopelessly badge whores. Yeah. Whores. I used to be into that, but hmm. no, I I dabbled in it, and I'd still be doing it, and I probably still will be doing it in the future. Yeah, that it's only so much you can get into that without feeling a common shame. Yeah, yeah. I, I got all the exploration badges and all the all the badges and everything on my original scrapper, which was on Guardian. So. Yeah, I got that to 30, and then I realized that there was nobody else on Guardian worth actually talking to. How surprising. It's like that, except for... Well, pretty much every server's like that on COH, except oh, yeah. for the Freedom, which is full of babbling cocktards, as I've heard. I was about to say, yeah. On the other servers, there's no one to talk to. On Freedom, there are too many people to talk to, and none of them have anything interesting to say. Other than, shut the fuck up, noob. So it's like Baron's chat. Yes. Uh, that's I can't believe you. I know what that means. <laughs> Anyways, we have uh, an issue coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow, maybe today, depending on when you're listening to this. Perhaps a week ago, depending on when you're listening to this. 
Oh, come on. No time travelers. Yeah, nobody's really going to listen to this. I'm just joking myself. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But issue 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fabric in Time, I don't care what it's called. I'm just going to call it something like that. A Shadow in Time, a Time Rift. Stitch in Time. Flashback. A stitch in Time. Okay, let's call it that One for now. One the really shiny, floaty thing that's out in space. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And there's that dude with the funny hair. Yeah. This brand new guy. Oh, yeah. Brand new. totally brand new guy. He has absolutely no connection to anyone else in the series. With such a mysterious name, Mender Silos. Mm. Perhaps Who calls we'll never figure out. Perhaps we'll never discover the true enigma behind Mr. Silos there. It's like they're putting unused letters and trying to make a name out of it for some reason. Mm. It's very much like that. Mm-hmm. But that couldn't be it. No. No, that's too obvious. That can't be oh, another yeah. Uh, why, could, why would it ever be a nemesis plot? Lord, nemesis has nothing to do with Mender Silas, and anybody who says any otherwise is a fucking liar. Mm. Yeah. Nah. There's no, there's no... anything. He's not... He's totally innocent of all these things. No, he's not behind yeah, it. No. Yeah, yeah, behind anything it. people point to, it's just a red herring or a communism. It's nothing. Totally. Yeah, really coincidental. Purely coincidental, even though everything's made out of brass, just like nemesis stuff, but, you know... Hey, it's all about deep. style. Oh, yeah, it's just stylish. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. it's love. I mean, it's, it's just like copper. Copper's all the rage. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, totally. so let's um, forget that Mender Silos is Lord Nemesis for a moment and uh, move to the real meat and bones that everybody is looking forward to here. Dual blades and willpower. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think there's anyone are... in the jerks that isn't making a dual blades or willpower something. Yeah. So, Jim, tell us, why is that happening? Because it's new and shiny, and people like things that are new and shiny. I was about to say. That's, yeah, it's, especially dual blades, I have to mention that the animations for it are incredible. Oh, yeah, they're slicker than anything else I've seen, and really makes the rest of the sets just kind of look a little dull in comparison. I mean, you know, actually, aren't actually fiddling with some of the other weapon sets to try and bring them up a little bit? Well, that's that's an animation time issue, not a how nice it looks issue. That's uh, more, you know, although those broad pauses didn't really do much for them. Yeah, I mean, it's that's really more of a problem. Like, broadsword is stuck using two attacks that take three seconds each, so right. really, they're pretty shit for damage. Mm. Uh, once you really get into it. Yeah, and think that, of like lightning fast as well, with all the yeah, missions. Yeah, the um, I mean that's really the thing. Dual blades. A lot of people I think are make, uh, not just in the jerks but elsewhere, are going to be making dual blades people, because at least for some archetypes, it is a distressingly good set. I I hesitate to. It's not. It's not overpowered. But it does. It is really, really good um, for like scrappers or or uh, stalkers who aren't pussies, just because of how much damage it can put out. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty low for brutes, but and uh, I don't care about tankers. But oh, screw you. <laughs> well, no, I, I never yeah, could get one over six for something for them. Yeah. Um. Dual, dual blades. The thing is, with the attack vitals, 
combo, how, how, dual, blade, how dual blades works, and I'm sure anyone who's listened to this saw it off the boards and reads the boards and already knows this, is the combo system, which is really interesting. It's probably taken from somewhere else. I don't know. Um, basically, as the secondary effect of the set, like how Broadsword has defense debuffs and Spines has slows and energy melee cheats, um, what Dual Blades does is let you string together attacks, to tr- uh, specific chains of attacks, to trigger combos, which are basically bonus things on top of whatever attacks you did. Um, for yeah, example, the attack... The, oh, well, yeah. well, the attack vitals combo, which is really the, the cornerstone of what makes the set so damn good, is a blading strike, vengeful slice, and sweeping strike. And so what that means is you use a blading strike on someone, that's the level 3 attack, uh, the tier 3 attack, it's a, it's a simple melee attack. And if, if it hits, that'll start the combo. You can then, within, within 5 seconds, hit someone with Vengeful Slice, which is tier 7, I think, and yeah, another just me- yeah, it's another just melee attack. And if that hits, a missed attack won't is no good, then that will continue the attack vitals combo. You then use Sweeping Strike, which is the tier 8 attack, it's a cone, and anyone that that, if that hits anyone, it'll complete the attack vitals combo. And uh, what attack vitals does is everyone that Sweeping Strike hit is, even if doesn't matter whether or not a Blading Slice, or, I mean a Blading Strike or a Vengeful Slice hit them, just whoever Sweeping Strike hits gets tagged with a DOT. Um, a pretty strong one does, adds up to about one scale, which is equivalent to air superiority, if you have something with that, um, which is fully enhanced by damage buffs, fury, the enhancing in-sweeping strike. So what you have is a pretty good attack, a blading strike, a mediocre kind of slow attack, vengeful slice, then a really good, fast animating high damage attack, sweeping strike. And if they all hit, you also get a, just for free, a pretty big chunk of extra damage. So for scrappers, especially, I've been looking at scrappers because I want to make a scrapper, dual blades, without much tweaking from IOs or anything, can just standing there, beating the crap out of someone, you know, push 170, 180 damage per second at level 50. And, I mean, it's worth noting that Archvillain Regen at that level is about 90 per second. So you can, if you can keep from dying, just kill the shit out of an Archvillain. That's huge, and that's impressive in itself. Um, Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that that it's 180 is, I mean, that's big. The best I can get out of martial arts on my main is about 135. The best scrapper, the best scrapper set for DPS prior to Dual Blades was Dark Melee, which fully IO'd, you know, hundreds of millions spent, abusing procs, you know, 200%. 200% global recharge, that can get about 170. My scrapper, wow. on te- my scrapper on test with her slotting of just level 35 set IOs is beating that. that is, that's wow. entirely That is, oh my god. So hmm. that's really going to throw into a lot of the play about is it overpowered or something like that. But I think the combo system, 
And actually, before I get into too much critiquing it, I should probably get you to mention the other combos, but I mean, well, okay. it would well, be disadvantageous yeah. to otherwise a lot of powers that might seem kind of strange taking otherwise. I'd yeah. also like to I'd like to go ahead and ask a couple questions, if I might. Um, the first thing about the combos and the strikes, can you go during the combos? Yes. Uh, the okay. com- well, not with the combo damage. I don't think that attack vitals can crit, but the attacks themselves, for a scrapper at least, crit just like any other scrapper's attacks. So, right. I mean, you aren't losing that. I didn't even know that. All right. Okay, and another thing. Is this one of those sets where I'm going to be... It, let's say I take it. Am I going to be respecking regularly to swap out my attack pattern, or am I going to want to take all the attacks? Uh, well, that that is a choice that you'd have to make. There are eight attacks in the set, um, and all of them are pretty good. All of them are you know, contribute to combos, most of which are worthwhile. Um, you can, if you have room, take and slot all eight attacks and be pretty, eff- and be, you know, very effective by doing that. Um, I'm not. I'm planning to, dr- I'm planning to streamline it and try to just focus on what, on what, the stuff that I think is really good, like, s- especially particularly good given what I'm planning to do and what I'm what sets I'm taking and that means dropping one attack I mean I'm st- even streamlined I'm planning to take I'm still planning to take seven the like pared down dual blades SR build that I made with purples and everything that just does nothing but spam attack vitals and gets about 230 damage per second is still taking five attacks. It's only slotting four, but, I mean, this isn't a set... This isn't like uh, Katana or Broadsword, where you can take three powers from it and be set. Yeah, that's that's uh, really a draw to it that I think is... I mean, it's... For someone like me, that's a huge caveat, because I have a trouble balancing out a huge amount of powers. I can, you know, five or six, and that's the maximum I can take without becoming confused and screaming to myself in the night or something. (laughs) <laughs> I tend to get distracted by uh when I first made a when I first made a claw scrapper on Guardian, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even know how uh didn't even know how SOs worked or enhancements or anything. So what I ended up doing was I kept I kept getting distracted by all these things that looked like they would be neat for utility. So I ended up taking uh oh god, I ended up taking all the all the first uh the first claw attacks, like swipe, and this was way, way, way back before swipe was fixed. It's it sucks now, but it used to suck a whole lot more. <laughs> oh, not yeah. to mention, you know, um, three travel powers. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Were you even? I, I don't think, think no. For PvP. Well, yeah, but for PvP, yeah, PvP at that point. But uh, at that point, I didn't even know. I didn't even know if it was even in the game at that point. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, obviously, all the PvP people. I was a guardian, and no one would talk because no, no one was there. Now, on the note of the combos, there are four combos in total. The attack vitals, like you mentioned. Then there's Empower, Weaken, and uh, Sweep. Yeah. Um, Empower, I'm talking specifically about tankers and uh, brutes and scrappers here. Stalkers, what activates the combos is all changed, and the effect of the Empower combo is changed significantly. Um, But Empower goes 
Nimble Slash, that's the Tier 1 attack, low damage, fast animating, fast recharge. It's your basic Tier 1 attack. Then Ablating Strike again, the Tier 3. And then Blinding Faint. Now, Blinding Faint, if anyone's ever played Claws, it's an exact clone of follow-up. It's a modestly animating attack that does modest damage and gives you a pretty significant damage buff, about about equi- equivalent to, t- to one and a half uh, red inspirations for ten seconds. And this is what you get instead of build-up, but since it recharges in twelve seconds base, you can uh, pretty quickly get it down to the point where in a fight you you have blinding faint all the time. You very well might have two stacked a lot of times. Um, but you go... But yeah, in power, you just Nimble Slash, Ablating Strike, Blinding Faint, and you get the Empower combo, which is a little bit of extra to hit and damage. Um, So I believe plus 3.33, repeating, of course, uh, to hit for 10 seconds. And, oh good, someone probably got shot. Oh shit, John, you better hide. I know they're looking for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, you should all know I'm yeah. at, my name's Chris Hansen, and I'm here from uh, Dateline NBC. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you told me she was 14. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Also, I'm not going to let you get away with that repeating, of course, bit. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything. Uh, yeah. Don't worry curious about to see what not letting me get away with that would entail, but whatever. <laughs> um, later, later. Yeah, but yeah, to empower. hit. Yeah, empower is three point three three to hit and ten percent damage for ten seconds. It's just a little bit of extra effect on top of blinding faint. Uh, lasts for the same duration and whatnot. Possibly slotting to hit in blinding faint will improve it the way that slotting damage and sweeping strike improves attack vitals. I don't know. I'm not taking Nimble Slash, and a lot of that is because Empower is, frankly, shit. The yeah, 10% seems pretty weak. It's like, um, God, it's like one of the uh, leadership toggles, almost. And that is less than Assault. Less than Assault? Jeez. Wow. Goddamn Christ. Fuck that. Yeah, and, I mean, you're doing this ostensibly to increase, the dam- increase your damage, but you're increasing it by so little... And you have to use two attacks ahead of before you blinding faint and then start your actual attacks that trying to work empower into your chain just dramatically decreases how much damage you're going to do. It's not worth bothering with. Yeah, it's like it's a nice it's an, it's a nice bonus if you happen to go uh, if you happen to use those attacks in that order. But it's not like attack vitals or sweep or weaken. It's not something you're going to be using to, like, for the effect. Um, now weaken is the other combo that the scrapper I'm, pla- I'm making is passing on. It goes nimble slash, and I'm not taking nimble slash, so that's why I'm dropping it. Then ablating strike again, and then typhoon's edge, which is the level, which is the tier four power. It's a point blank area of effect attack. And what Weaken does is everyone that Typhoon's Edge hit gets minus 10% to hit and minus 10% defense for 20 seconds. And that's good. 
Like that is a that is a very strong combo, particularly if you're of a set to, of a defense set that uses defense. Um, you know, super reflexes, energy aura, etc. Go away. No uh, because oh well, yeah, I had one for a while. I had one Just for two stopped. levels. Two levels. Um. But yeah, it yeah, sounds we, like. There might be neat if, especially, and I should add, Typhoon's Edge being a PBAOE is like a spinning helicopter effect that really would be funny for a lot of dual blades to be using at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But now, the effect of Weaken, I mean, it's a, good de- it's a good debuff. It'll help you hit, not that hitting is a problem, and it'll help you get, it'll help, uh, it'll help you dodge, which is always good. Um, the reason I'm skipping it is the sweep combo. Sweep goes uh, 1,000 cuts, which is, in addition to being just the best name for power ever, the it's the tier 9 attack. It's a melee cone that does a large amount of damage with a pretty long animation, which is probably the best animation in the set. Oh, absolutely. I've seen it. It is really killer to watch. Oh, yeah. Um... But you use that. That that does that. In addition to the damage, it also does some. I think knock down at the end of it, or knock up. I forget. I think knock down. Um, then power slice, which is the tier two attack. It's um, it's your standard tier two attack. You know, it it takes longer to use, longer to recharge, and does more damage than nimble slash. And then and here's the thing. Again. Typhoon's Edge. Um, and what Sweep does is everything that Typhoon's Edge hit gets a chunk of damage, uh, 0.57 scale, or about uh, half of what Typhoon's Edge does itself, and knockdown to, to, again, everyone that Typhoon's Edge hit. And the thing is that Typhoon's Edge is a PBAOE. It's got, I think, a 14-second recharge. So... Really, for your combos, that's going to be the bottleneck. You can't, like, you could. You, it's not like you could um, use weaken and then use sweep and then use weaken again before all of sweep recharges. Typhoon's Edge is almost the slowest recharging attack in either of those combos. So when it's up, pretty much you're going to be choosing: Do I want to do weaken or do I want to do sweep? And I just think the majority of the time, I'd rather do sweep. Well, yeah, and, and that you get the dispersion of, you know, knocking the guys down and getting a little bit of a break from the action, then anyone gets hit with it. Yeah, and that's, that's a huge and thing. That knockdown is, is always fun. Yes. Anyone uh, who's ever had uh, uh, Shockwave on a Claw Scrapper or Stalker will know this. It's, put it's yeah, beautiful. Put tank. Yeah, Fault, Tremor. Mm. There you Stone go. has a lot of those. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great mitigation tool, just knocking down everything that's punching you. And I don't like I would not want to pass up a sweep, not on the person I'm trying to make. And I think that a lot of the time, um, I think that it's not worth taking an extra attack and slotting an extra attack, finding room for this thing, just for the times when weaken will be handy. Like I would almost always just rather sweep. And the times when I'm like, oh, wow, I wish I had weaken, I'm pretty sure I can, I can weather those. 
I don't think that there are going to be, I don't think that situations where Weaken would have saved me and Sweep didn't are going to come up hardly ever. Yeah, which on so, that note, I should ask, um, do you think that, or maybe this is a bit of a loaded question, but do you think the devs have just put these combos in to try and entice players into taking powers they would otherwise just say, screw that, I don't want, it, want that, I want to, you know, get this other... Um, I, I don't think so, not exactly, but that is something about dual blades and also willpower that uh, I do think they did intentionally. There aren't really any bad powers in dual blades. I mean, I'm not going, I'm skipping Nimble Splash, I'm skipping Weaken and uh, Empower. Well, I'm, I'm skipping Weaken, I don't care about Empower. It, for a lot of people, it will be just as, if not more effective to take Nimble Slash, skip Power Slice, maybe or maybe not skip 1,000 Cuts, since the only thing it's in is Sweep, but it's a good attack, pretty good attack anyway. Like, they might just skip Sweep and take Weaken, and use Weaken, and that will be very effective for them. There are a lot of ways you can build dual blades that will be good for a lot of things, and there's, there's really no one best way unless you're trying for a specific damage per second build. But again, that's, that's the best way if you're trying for a specific thing. Yeah, so in essence, and it actually allows for a bunch of diversity that otherwise you don't tend to get that in a lot of, lot of power sets, I know. Yeah, they've been trying to edge yeah, towards that lately from what I've seen. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, a lot of sets, martial arts, you don't take Thunderkick. It's a, it's a ta- terrible attack. Yeah, nobody takes uh-huh. Thunderkick. Yeah, I took um, Thunderkick. I was about to say, yeah, I took Thunderkick the first time I made a martial arts scrapper, and uh, it didn't take long to realize the uh, mistake there. Yeah. I used to have it, but then in issue six, they tore off a lot of the damage, and it became no longer any good. Well, I wasn't uh, around for issue six. Yes, yeah. you were. That was City of Villains. You were there. Yeah, I just that was when up. City of Villains launched. Oh, you were there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I played City of Villains. I didn't play City of Heroes then. Yeah. Yes, you did. We knew you because you were Littlest Cray before then. Oh, yeah, that's true. I remember. I quit for like three weeks. Remember? No. Oh, not really. Oh, I do that all the time. You probably sort of got yeah. lost in the shuffle yeah. there. We're used to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, three weeks, I quit forever. And three weeks later, oh, by the way, uh, by the way, could you make a uh, IO build for me? I was thinking of maybe trying out some new things, that sort of thing. Yeah. But anyway. But um, Energy Melee, you don't take Barrage. It's just crap. Huh. Um, what else? I can't think of any off the top of my head, but... Okay, Spines. You don't take Barb Swipe. Barb Swipe is terrible. Mm-hmm. There are most of the sets, just about all the sets that have been around since launch, there are powers that are just not, not any good, things that aren't worth taking. Um, defense, protective sets, too. This is going to be the case. You look at, I've got a regen. Resilience is not worth it. I forget whether or not I have it, but I think I respected it out. But I had it for a while just to put an, uh, an Aegis Unique in, which, you know, it's, it wasn't a power that ever made a difference. It just held an I.O. that sometimes might have come in handy. Uh, Moment of Glory is terrible. If you use Moment of Glory, you're going to die. And, I ha- again, I have it simply to hold the Luck of the Gambler special. But it's a bad power. There is no if you there is no reason to take moment of glory with any intent to use it. Uh, 
See, it's funny you mention that because I actually saw a guy use it to kill another person in PvP not more than a week ago. Really? Yeah, it was probably the funniest thing I'd ever seen because it was this mastermind desperately trying to kill this regen scrapper. And uh, sure enough, the guy was getting hammered by these zombies. And so he just popped MOG and managed to break through the guy's uh, force field and kill him. Huh. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, it's... It can, under very rare circumstances, be effective. Yeah, but the thing is, you'd be better off... And and in those circumstances, you'd be better off using Purple Inspirations. Not to mention that the PvE versus PvP playground is completely different. You know. Oh, yes. That oh, is yeah, also... Quite everyone yeah. attempts to pretend that it is Yeah. <laughs> um, Actually, on that note... Um, we got to talk about willpower because that was, is yes. Oh, yeah, I was oh, just yes, leading willpower. That. That's the thing you're talking about. Yes, it yeah. sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I love that willpower seems to be breaking that you know issue zero design mold in that there really aren't any bad powers in it. Like every power in there is okay. Almost every power is good, and the resurgence is is a self-res. Like, if you like self-reses, it's a very good one, but that's a matter That's largely a matter of taste. But every other power... You're going to want to take and slot every other power in that set. And there's just... It's, it's, it's really nicely set up. There is no power like... Uh, like pre-issue 5 regen that just makes or breaks the set. There is no toggle instant healing. There is no uh, invincibility... There is no power that you j- would just be retarded to skip. There, but um, every power contributes significantly to your protection, and with the layering of defenses, it's just you you achieve stuff by at- taking everything that is a lot more than the sum of its parts. And I really like that kind of design. I think that it's something that they should be doing more of. And yeah, they, they sort of did that... Yeah, it's back to how they're trying to get away from cookie-cutter builds and whatnot. Yeah, and th- this is something they sort of did with uh, electric armor, which, I mean, I think they kind of screwed up. Conserve power is terrible. Mm. Uh, lightning field is just a damage aura. And the set itself is kind of, is kind of weak. Um, but just all... Um, Will, but willpower, I, lo- I like the way I like the way that it's not a one-trick pony either. There's a lot of resistance in the set. There's uh, you know mind over body, high pain threshold, and strength of will all boost resistance. There might be another I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, heightened senses and indomitable will, indomitable will both boost defense. Um, fast healing and rise to the challenge both boost your regeneration. And so you've, you know, you've got... First off, an attack has to get through your defense and hit you. Then it has to do enough damage through your resistance to be meaningful. And then it has to happen often enough for your regen not to just surpass it. And it, it produces a kind of... like a kind of balancing, balancing act because I think that something that is going to reliably hit or going to do significant damage past your resist or happen often enough to where your regen isn't going to matter, it will just tear the set apart. But in the majority of circumstances, I think 
willpower is going to be very effective. I don't think, I mean, some people are saying, oh, wow, look at what I can get with Thrice the Challenge and all this. I'm going to be broken. I don't think that's true. I don't think that the set is going to be more powerful than, um, say, you know, fire armor. I don't think it's going to be better than a, a well-built, uh, well-positioned invulnerability. It's definitely not touch, not coming close to granite. Yeah, and one of its major weaknesses, or, well, I think one of its big weaknesses is that, unlike a lot of those, um, it doesn't have a heal. Yeah, there is there is no click heal in the set. That almost every other set has at least some click heal in it, and willpower has none. It relies entirely on just passive regeneration to re- recover damage that it takes. This is something that can be good. It's got enough of it that it's going to be very good over time, but the lack of a click heal means you are going to be vulnerable to burst damage. You are going, if someone smacks you for a lot right up front, then you can't afford to wait for you know, your hit points to come back up before you get smacked again and killed. Sounds like, that a is brick. Sounds like what? Sounds like an energy prick, you know? Typical energy blaster or anything like that, you know? Uh, yeah, I think we'll suffer a lot in PvP. Um, not just, I mean, there's no click heal, there's no, there's a, what's it? Rise to Challenge, which is a pretty significant part of its, re, of its protection and gives it a lot of its regeneration, relies on things to be, it's a, it's a taunt aura like invincibility, it relies on things being in melee, and that never happens in PvP because people are assholes. That is true. And, so this, I, I think that in, like in PvP, the set is essentially losing one of its types of, def- of protection. You've, you're going to have defense, you're going to have resist, you're not going to have very much regeneration, and I think, you're re- I think it's really going to suffer there. But I don't care about PvP, and I don't really want... I'm kind of happy that they're not, fo- that they're not focusing on making the set particularly effective in PvP. I think it's, an, it's a superlative set, for playing the actual game, and I'm really looking forward to making one. Uh, I'm planning in issue 11 to make a dual blades willpower scrapper along with 90% of the population. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I freely admit I was planning to do this as soon as they announced those are going to be the sets before they even gave us any information. As did everyone else, pretty much. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, it is nice to know that I'm even beyond the uh, shiny newness, that uh, dual blades is a pretty solid set. Well, yeah, I think they're both very solid sets. I think that neither one of them is too good, but they're both good. Like, you're not being, you know, you're not taking energy aura. You're not taking assault rifle. You're not taking a set that just demonstrably underperforms. These are good sets. It's not like necromancy, dark mastery. You know, people say that Master well, yeah, Mind Dark is, is easy mode, basically. People, s- I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree there. People say that like you know, Bots Dark and uh, Necro Dark are Masterminds are just playing the game in easy mode. But that's like my experience has been that is very not true. Do you really, really have to fight to not get bored to tears playing those? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I can like. I've, I've run some of the issue 11 stuff on test, like, and this is getting ahead of ourselves perhaps a little, but Mender Tesseract's arc, 
my either my brutes will has a hard time doing it. Like either they'll win in a couple of minutes or they'll die. My mastermind has no trouble. She's not getting killed. She can just soak the people in it for pretty much forever. It just takes her, you know, half ten minutes to kill an elite boss. And I don't particularly want to sit there spamming my spamming tw- my uh, minus regen power for ten minutes while my bots slowly wear this person down. It's intensely boring, and I like the how boring it is to be a mastermind is not something I've been able to be. Well, it sounds like a version of uh, Hero Tanks, essentially. I mean, that'd be me against anything, slowly wearing it down while I'm weathering the attack and that sort of thing. Yeah, but I I mean, I think to a large degree more so. But, I mean, I think I've told you this. When When my mastermind was, I think, 32 or 33... Um, I soloed the Archvillain version of Mix. No temp powers, just she spawns as an ambush, so she kept stayed aggroed on me, so, she, so I had bodyguard the whole fight. It took me more than an hour of just, you know, spamming Twilight Grasp and Dark Patch and slowly killing her. And I was safe pretty much the whole fight. I had to resummon a couple of times, but just was very, very slowly able to wear this person down. It was so... But it was so slow, like... As a brute, I could have gotten half a level in that time. Why would I... I mean... Yeah, it, why would you bother with that at that point? It, it's sort of like just a, a... It's like the classic MMO monotony right there. Yeah. yeah. So basically... Like like we're getting sidetracked. Yeah, we are. We're getting sidetracked. So the base point here is that this is the dual blades willpower is not a bad set in the least, but you're not going to feel bored like you would playing a mastermind. Yeah, it's it's not um it's not a set that's really too strong. Um dual blades, for example, I mean I was looking at sets and it seems like they all are going to have one of, like two of three things, you know, single target damage, area damage, and control. You know, hard, mass, soft control, just mitigating effects. Pretty much any set is going to be able, any offensive set is going to have two of those three. Energy melee has single target damage and control. You know, it does has energy transfer, it has energy punch, and everything does a stun. But the set is shit for area damage. Um, the same is true to a degree of Ice Blast. Great single target damage, great great mitigation and control with the holds and all the slows. N- not very good for area damage. It's good for some kinds of area damage, but, you know, it's not, it's not f- uh, Fire Melee or Fire Blast. You can't, which are good at single target damage and area damage, but have no control in them whatsoever. Dual Blades, I think, is a lot closer to something like Fire Melee than it is to, um, what did I just say, something like Ice? Energy Melee. Energy, okay, let's go with that. It, um, uh, Dual Blades has, good, has excellent single target damage on a scrapper. It's, it's, just as a side note, like it's not good for a Brute. Uh, I can... I've been able to get it up to about, you know, 200, the same as a scrapper, 200-some, uh, low 200s in DPS, but 
that's that's not much for a brute. My my energy melee pushes 280, and with purples well, he's going up to two, up, he's pushing 320. And energy melee, energy melee is going to be doing less than stone melee. Stone's better at single target than energy when you start pushing recharge. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, they're all going to be their own little diversity. But that said, I I guess the only point I was trying to you know bring out was the uh, blaster thing a while back was just that willpower, you put them up against like an AV or something like that, just trying to get back on track with the new stuff. Um, um, you put it up against an AV or something single like that that is just really badass and powerful and you might have a little few issues. Yeah, willpower is definitely better, well, possibly better against large groups than against, you know, an individual hard target. Because will... Rise of the Challenge is kind of deceptive. People are going to expect it to work like invincibility, where you are just flat out better to be surrounded by guys. Like, adding a person, even adding their damage, will, in, in most circumstances, flat out decrease how much damage total you're taking, just because of the multiplicative effect of adding more defense. Rise of the Challenge is just a flat plus regen. If, you know, you add a person hitting you, you're going to start taking more damage every second. If you, you're also going to be regenerating more every second, and I guess the hope is that how much you're getting back is more than how much you're taking, or not, or it's enough to make up for it so that you can still handle things. But willpower, willpower doesn't have a lot of its, a lot of its protection against just like a solo archvillain fight. Yeah, I mean a fight, a fight on a team against just one hard target. Like you're going from. I think willpower surrounded by ten people, all getting tagged by Rise of the Challenge, is, has about a thousand percent regen. Against one person, it's got like five hundred. It's it's just going to be it's going to, no more like five fifty. But still, it's it is a lot worse off just by not having people to feed Rise of the Challenge. I don't know yet whether or not it's going to be too worse off. Possibly that's exactly the sort of situation that uh, the really increasingly interesting Tier 9 Strength of Will is supposed to be used for. But, um, I mean, I think that I'm, I'm kind of concerned how it's going to do on a tank just because it doesn't really have the quite as much single-target capability. Yeah, I'd be a little worried as the tank's trying to walk to an, um, a crowd of hitters and trying to essentially tank a bunch of, hell, anything above... Minion, if it's a bunch of lieutenants and bosses, I would be pretty worried about the regen on Rise to Challenge. Yeah. And, um, uh, I mean, it's it's not supposed it's not a god mode set. It's not a set that is going to be able to just sit there and laugh at damage that's coming at it, like granite or like a really saturated invul against the people that it's good against. Like, I mean, do you you've got a you've got a fifty invul tank that's Yes, you know, just yep. stacked with IOs. Yeah. Do you care about Smash Lethal? Um, no. In fact, I think I sort of laugh it off. Yeah. I mean, if you're surrounded, you could be surrounded. It might be worth interesting to set up sometime. Surround you with, you know, just the aggro cap in s bosses that do exclusively smashing le and lethal. I don't think that'd kill you. I don't think that'd even I make a noticeable. It, I don't I'd, think it'd make a noticeable dent. I. I laugh that off. I'd, it'd be kind of like um, we actually had um, uh, going back to the uh, older X guy, X human, had his fire tank out against 
um, goons that did essentially nothing but fire damage. And he was able to tank him, these huge bosses, and nothing was happening. So it, it's going to... I think it's going to be a, a set like Dual Blades that you really are going to have to work a lot more for to get the intended um, bonuses out of. Which is a good thing, I think. People need to be able to enrich themselves rather than just plot on through like I have in easy mode. Yeah, but it sounds like it's definitely worth it to get that extra effect. Oh, extra effort. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, a, a willpower character that really, you know, tries to work what willpower is good at, takes powers to emphasize them, and positions themselves to like get them get the most effect out of rise to the challenge, and particularly works their works their attack set very well. You know, using probably you're going to be better off using. Uh, mitigation and area damage than just hammering single target stuff against large groups because it's I mean if you have a choice between killing two people or hurting ten people for that same amount for that same total damage you're going to be better off probably hurting the ten people just because the longer they're de- the longer they're alive the more hit points you'll regen off them uh, that's a good point actually and um Alright, yeah, du- going back a bit t- to Dual Blades. Dual Blades has great single target damage. It has, I think, with um, two cones and the PBAOE and the sweep combo, it has you know, good, good area damage, too. The set is very light on control. It's like Fire Melee. It, it doesn't have a lot to... It doesn't have a lot other than just doing damage to keep itself from getting killed. It comes... I mean, there's there's knockdown and sweep. There's a debuff and weaken, but those are combos that take a while to do. There's knockdown and vengeful slice, but that's a slow attack and it's single target. There's knockdown and 1,000 cuts, but that's a melee cone and is very slow to animate. You're you're not going to be able to to any large extent rely on dual blades to keep things from killing you. And that that's important. A dual blades paired with, I don't know, you know, like, something like Energy Aura that really needs a primary that can offer it certain things is going to, I think, going to suffer just because the primary can't offer what the secondary is demanding. And that, that's something you're always going to run into uh, in designing a thing, and I think they really have mitigated that quite well, but... Sometimes synergies are just working completely against each other, and a particular combo is going to be lackluster. Uh, yeah, that's going to happen no matter what you... I mean, no matter how much you're going to try it, there's always going to be certain combos in this game that suck um, devices and anything. Um, and Ain't that the truth. <laughs> devices is bad. I, I know. That's not going to, you know, device to be... I'm just joking about it, but... um. Say you know archery and you know assault rifles and pulling out weapons constantly and that sort of thing. I mean, hmm. I, I could actually put together a bunch of actually legitimately painful combos, but at the moment my mind's going blank. I was about to say uh, an assault rifle traps corruptor. I had one of those once. Oh dear God. Yeah, <laughs> it was um, okay for about maybe uh, okay until I got to uh, until I got to Port Oaks. It was fun because I had you know web grenade and all those little things to make. 
like the pseudo control things where you sort of if you play solo, it's fun because you can you know throw web grenades on people and run around and blah blah blah. Oh, this is so cool. It's kind of like an FPS if you know you squint one eye and you're functionally retarded. But anyway. It wasn't until I got to a uh, an elite boss. There are a lot of elite bosses in the City of Villains arcs, which is really nice. I got to first yeah. elite, I got I the first elite more boss, which was 3K Kelvin, the, the, the Hellion one. And he yeah, the guy in uh, Billy Hex arc, I think. Yeah, he yeah, killed that's the shit out of me. Yeah, there's, there's no excuse for throwing an, an elite boss at someone on a fucking 5 to 10 contact. That's just well, Before that, I managed, to, uh, I managed to beat the, uh, the Marconi elite boss. Although that was interesting. Well, yeah, but when I threw it, when I he's threw family. Down a he's a sissy. Yeah, and I threw down a caltrip patch and just ran in circles. It was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> the, the way Very I nice. didn't hold them, the caltrips make Mark- everything in the entire room suddenly just... What are we doing, huh? What's going on? So, yeah, Marconi bosses are, and elite bosses are... Involved super strength, you know they're functionally retarded. Oh, yeah. oh thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make the distinction. The, the, the mobs, the mobs. Yeah, I understand. Of course, it, it's um, it's different when you're playing it as a character when a, an AI is trying to play it and they don't know how to work anything. Oh yeah, the only way the AI gets anything done in the game is because they they give it the they give it the the powers that's before they scaled them down for the players, like how Paragon uh, protectors have the good version of Moment of Glory. But anyway, oh, yeah, three K Kelvin killed the shit out of me. Like three yeah. times. I just I just didn't care to didn't care to finish him off. I mean yeah. I got on the team, you know, but that's her that that's quitting. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of story arcs and all that stuff, I think we ought to move on from the powers, which I think we've all established dual blades and willpower are interesting and um require Oh yeah. You definitely were points on Yeah. Ouroboros. Oreoborea. I don't know what to call it exactly. Ouroboros, I think. No, Ouroboros. Rubber? Okay. It's Greek. I'll ask some Greek sometime. Ah, uh, yeah, go figure. Can you mean? It must be like Statesman's Last Hurrah to Greek, Greek mythology or something like that before we get into the age of Wikipedia with Positron. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> but, yeah, so... That's going to allow for a couple of story arcs that are interesting, um, involving overthrowing the Sith Council. Which Everyone's we played been waiting to do that. Yeah. Are we just going to go through? Are we going to go through the arcs just with spoil, you know, spoiling and whatnot? Because uh, I don't particularly give a fuck. <laughs> I, I really don't give a damn either. I mean, let's face yeah, it, Sith Council is vicious. Um, how you're suddenly the one overthrowing it, but yeah, you convert a couple guys, they all suddenly start wearing spiffy little council suits, and mm. the final battle in a big old room that looks like it belongs in James Bond film is nice. Yeah, that that room was... That's a great room. I wish they used that room for more stuff. I haven't Serious. done any of the arcs it, on test. I have no idea. But it's just... It, it's you, it's going to be awesome. Soldiers. Yeah, the... Uh, well, I guess probably should start at the beginning. Um, the overthrow arc is available to heroes or villains. It's it's like half an arc, half a task force. It uses task force code. It um, You can do it over and over, which is nice. And it auto-exempts you to level... It's level 30 to 39, so it'll auto-exempt you to 39 if you're above that. But it's, li- it's like a story arc in that you, know, you get a souvenir, you don't get a badge, you don't get a, st- a task force recipe, which is a little annoying. 
yeah, particularly sure. for Silos, but um, but also like an arc, it it uh, uses the elite boss arch villain scaling with difficulty settings. So you know you can go in and just solo the elite boss, solo fighting the elite boss versions of people. That's always fun. Yeah. The yeah. the first mission is a pretty simple: click some glowies, defeat an ambush, and it's all Nazis, so it's it's fun. Um, second mission is click a glowy, defeat an ambush. That ambush just has Nosferatu in it. Oh, who's on? Barrel monkeys and fun to uh, you know knock around in that sort of thing, but yeah, he he can get nasty. He's I think dark melee and dark armor. Yeah, he is, and he if you don't get, aren't prepared for him in just the right way, he can really rip apart a team. Oh yeah, I I mean I can. I've been able to beat him solo a bunch, but not without inspirations. I might be able to bring I might be able to bring someone like uh, I might be able to I might be able to find someone who can beat him with inspirations without them. But well, I'm sure my mastermind could, given an hour. Mm-hmm. But, oh yeah, I mean it's <laughs> all the time. Yeah, but essentially, uh, I think we can just sum it up um, without going through everything. That you just you yeah. beat up Nosferatu, then you beat up Berkey, you know, yeah. Burkholder from the giant robot task force on hero side, and then yeah, and you get yeah, you get Nos you get Nosferatu as a pet in that mission, which is fun. He's not oh. at full strength, but he's still nice. Then the third mission, the, well, the fourth mission, um, you get Nosferatu again. You get Burkholder now. Both wearing their shiny new council uniforms, mm-hmm. and you fight uh, Vandal, Maestro, and Requiem all at once. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. and about and about sixty fifth column guys. Which oh, that, that was the best part about it because the one time we did try it on test, um, I don't know if it was just because we had X Death, the crazy Singaporean in tow, yes, or it was. Okay, it was. Mm-hmm. He ran up and he, he ran up and attacked them instead of trying to pull pull them down. Oh, so we had three arch villains at once. Don't confuse me that there. I jumped down there first, I'm pretty sure. And went at all three arch villains at once. Because I wanted to be badass. But I think he's the one who dove into the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're that right. was a mistake in retrospect because you don't want to jump into sixty fifth column Nazis and uh Try and take those while taking three arc villains. Yeah, you no. only get to jump into a crowd in the last mission of the uh, Rick TF. That's the <laughs> yeah, only yeah. point at which it's acceptable. Yeah, it was uh, painful, but it was also hilarious just to watch everyone die around me as a tank, trying to desperately hold off three fucking arc villains at once. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a step, though. Yeah, that yeah. mission took a long time. I remember waiting, like using. I was playing my Blades Willpower Scrapper, who had been bumped up to thirty-six for it. I used myself res. I died again, mm-hmm. and I sat there and had to wait for it to recharge while you just kept. I think it was Vandal busy. Yeah, that was it. And then, and then while I, after it recharged, I used it res, came over, started beating on Vandal. You died, and immediately hit an awaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been I don't sitting there for like five damn minutes, saying I'm, I'll be up as soon as my res is up. And <laughs> honestly, I will be perfectly frank here. I was being selfish because I knew I was going to die, so I was saving that one for myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, perfectly understandable. 
you know, it, it's just more of a, you know, humorous, I wonder what everyone's going to do here, I... Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. But yeah, that's that's a really fun thing, and it's nice that it's 30 to 39, so you can start doing it at 30, and if you so choose, level from 30 to 39, just killing Nazis. I'm probably like not going to do that. the greatest dream ever. Yeah, I probably yeah, won't do it exclusively. Nice, nice I'm going to do it a lot. Everyone's been waiting to beat up more Nazis since they, they took away our precious Nazis and gave us the space luchadors instead. Yeah. I have seriously been missing the fifth column. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are missing the fifth Everyone column. Everyone misses the fifth column. Those <laughs> lovable little scamps. Well, Honestly, that was part of the whole reason why I started playing the game. I was like, I can be a superhero who shoots Nazis. How... How... Cool is this? This is, there is nothing more relaxing and more fun than putting your fist through a Nazi's head. Yeah, really. I mean, if they took the Nazi punching out of every game, as a as a very smart man once said, then the only things we would have left would be Pac-Man and some other thing I can't remember. Probably Pong. Pong, yes. There was no Nazi punching in Pong. Um, not that I'm aware. Where did you play? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what the dot represents. Maybe it's a Nazi head. Yeah, I go. just assume so. It's a safe assumption. Um, but then again, yeah. the story arc-wise, I mean, there's other stuff. There is um, overthrowing Granville's mayor to get Lord Recluse in power. There's um, yeah, that is that is something that's caused caused some grief. I've I've been doing been testing a lot of that one on at, through its various iterations because they change it every patch. Like, first it was just... The the first mission has kept the same basic format. You go into a cave full of snakes looking for the president, and you fight Miss Liberty and Ms. Liberty. And it started off with just a cave full of snakes, for some reason, and, oh, Miss Liberty's there. So I beat the crap out of her. Oh, Ms. Liberty shows up and fight and starts punching you. Okay. Uh, they've been adding cutscenes, editing cutscenes. They, they, they added a line, a cutscene for for Ms. Liberty showing up, which made no sense. Then they took it out, and then they put it back in. Because hmm. um, you're, you're sent here by, I guess we should get into a little of what Ouroboros really is. It's an organization of time travelers trying to fix someone screwing around in time and trying to you know, fiddle with time to try to uh, do kind of a Sound of Thunder thing to prevent some sort of coming catastrophe. Yeah, totally not a nemesis plot. Oh, totally. Totally not. Um, now, and you're sent here by one of the menders, which is, the, you know, the top, the people of Ouroboros, to help, to assassinate President Marchand of the Roga, of, I think at the time they're called the the French word Isles. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's or something. I don't know. I'm not, I don't speak French, damn it. Um, and you... Well, yeah, you're, you're sent there by Ouroboros. So, when they first added Miss Liberty's cuts or Ms. Liberty's cutscene, she said, you know, damn it, get away from my mother. You know, like, get away from my mother. Do you think you're the only person with access to Ouroboros? It's like, wow, that's that raises 
many, many questions. Why is Ouroboros sending her to... Why is Ouroboros permitting her, or possibly in, intentionally sending her, to try to stop me from doing the thing they have sent me to do? Why it's is this happening? It's either indicative of infighting, or it's indicative of the fact that they're, they have all this powerful time travel equipment, but they have no one around to watch who's using it. <laughs> well, but that, that it raises further questions, too. Like, this is a pretty secretive organization. And yet everyone has Lib- to be entrusted with the secret badge. Well, yes, but if Ms. Liberty knows, if Ms. Liberty is involved, why doesn't Statesman know? Why isn't Statesman involved? Why is... Why are they... Like, why is Statesman okay? Because I imagine he could kick the ass of most anyone in Ouroboros. Why is he... Like, why are they sending people to do the villain version of Mender Silas's TF? Why is all... this? It raises so many questions. Well, they wouldn't tell Statesman about it, because if you told Statesman about it, we'd have a tyrant sort of situation going on. Yeah, why, and why wouldn't his granddaughter tell him? I mean, yeah. if 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 he if he figures out she's keeping a secret, he'll just kick the shit out of her until she makes him his dinner and tells him. This also ties into the greater internet statesman is a dick theory. Yes. What theory? It's fact. Yeah, it is complete fact. I don't even know why anybody wants to make a theory out of that. He beats the crap out of everybody and gets his answers and gets his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but now they. In one of the patches, they changed it from do you think you're the only person with access to Ouroboros to do you think you're the only person with access to time travel, which is a, much, a lot better, I think. It, hmm. makes more, it makes more sense that she's just got access to time travel. There are a lot of ways she could be doing that. Yeah, you know, there's Dr. Dr. Aeon's got time travel. Professor Echo's got time travel. Portal Corp's pro- or Portal... Yeah, Portal Court probably has a lot of time travel. There are a lot of ways she could be getting to the past. You na- specifying Ouroboros as the one that she's using, why pick the only one that doesn't make sense? Hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was a really good change. But then they changed it back to, do you think you're the only person with access to Ouroboros? So it's like, okay, are they incompetent or... Infighting, like what I'm is thinking, the qu- yeah? I'm thinking it might be might be going towards the infighting thing since they all seem to have their own little agendas they're working on. Yeah, everybody. It's it said that every mender has their own theory on what's causing the coming storm and how to prevent it. So they're all doing their own little work. But is Silas going to approve of them working counter to each other's purposes? Mm-hmm. Like, is this is this? It raises a lot of questions that I don't entirely have faith will be answered in issue 12. Well, another thing is, is are they maybe intentionally causing these events to happen? I was about to say, I kind of had a theory going that uh, the thing that screwed up the timeline in the first place was them going back trying to fix it. That would be interesting. Mm. I don't know. That yeah, no, nobody's going to find out because they're not going to really reveal what's going on. Yeah, it'll just be another zone people Well, next to. issue. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's. I mean, it's. Totally different. I don't think so. They're they're building up to something big. They've been saying since issue nine that issues ten through twelve are going to be one big story arc. Yeah, and then so, they had the Ricky invasion, and when they had that interview with Positron, he said that the thing that everyone wanted to see was the return of the fifth column. But he decided, now nah, we're going to do Ricky instead. And the Ricky are cool, but you know, Ricky F is awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that it. I think that it's in addition in the. 
issue 11, I mean, issue 10 content, in addition to all of the stuff in it that is awesome, also builds a lot of stuff. You've yeah. got, um, you've got Nemesis, who is mm-hmm. behind everything. You've oh. got, um, you've got a lot of, po- a lot of politicking going on. Vanguard as a major player, and I don't imagine they're going to be limited to just Ricty stuff. You've got, um, what else? You've got, you've got the Battalion. Like, they actually make mention in-game of the Battalion. Yeah, and I don't think that that was just oh haha here's a little tip of a hat to the people who, you know, have heard of this. I think that that was foreshadowing. Yeah, but what the battalion ends up being, we don't know, and we have no clue other than they've invaded things, they've destroyed worlds, and we know that th- we know that they are a, a sp- some kind of aliens. They're from sp- like from space, mm-hmm. and we kn- and we know that. A hundred years ago on Richty Earth, they invaded Richty Earth and were fought off. And we know that Twilight's son, another of the Menders, tells us that he's the last Keldian because the dece- because the uh, some alien race has taken the entire rest of his kind to use as batteries for their ships. Which that alone is. And there's some things that is in, that are introduced with Twilight Sun that make that even more interesting due to some of the letters and glowies, which the I really don't think we need to sum them up ah, too yes. much, other than okay. there are glowies and missions that say, don't trust the Menders. Because yeah, they're, all, are bad. they're all evil. Te- Mender Tesseract is just a psychotic bitch. Twilight Sun is, you know, the reason that he's right that the Keldians are all enslaved, but the reason is because he sold them into slavery. You know, Mender Silos is in, Mender, Mender Lazarus is insane. Mender Silos is um, is megalomaniacal. I mean, it's, it. I'm really interesting to, interested to see, not so much who's telling the truth, but more who wrote those letters. There are a lot, like there are a lot of theories, and I'm sure everyone who's who bothers with the spo- with the spoilers has their own. Mm-hmm. But and you know, who knows? It, it, I mean the. I know the prevailing theories are that it's either Requiem or Reichsman. Yeah, the Requiem theory doesn't make much sense to me well, because it's it basically found. He had that one letter that he wrote in the. Uh, yes, that the, is the uh, only thing the suggesting unknown. Requiem. Yeah, it's it's his re- style, but the way that he has written letters before. Yeah, but the way they're okay. written isn't really the style that he writes in. Yeah, kind of. Well, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a writing style analyst, but neither. Like. It doesn't stand out. There's nothing distinctive that I noticed. Yeah, they're just letters. And oh. We we know of only one dude that's left letters before. I think other people have, but I'm not sure. But um, then you've got you know the Reichsman theory, which I'm certainly hoping is true, because I want to because I want to see more Nazis. Yeah, uh, that would bring back that much. Yeah, Requiem's speech in the Overthrow Task Force is, certainly suggests that they're going to be doing more with a fifth column. Uh, the the letters keep saying, you know, look for me, look for me in the pillar, which probably is a reference to the pillar of ice and fire, which is the, what Orboros calls the thing that powers their time travel. Noteworthy mostly because he. Uh, when last we saw Reichsman, he was imprisoned in a pillar of ice. So that might be something. Like there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of things that this. I was going to say about the Reichsman could thing. Be. There, there's one thing that bothers me about the Reichsman theory, and the fact that he, 
basically he was he was cryogenically frozen in the basement of the old Freedom Phalanx head, headquarters, right? Yes. Yeah, and then the Ricky invaded, and they they blew up Boomtown, and they haven't even put out the fires yet. Nobody's been there, right? Yes. So he's just chilling in the basement of the old headquarters, and nobody has bothered going there to check and see if he's still frozen. Right. It's not like statesman is. It's not like anything stopping statesman from just you know going down there, checking checking everything out, and making sure that the uh, freezer is still plugged in. It's a long way. Maybe oh, honestly, <laughs> let me let me cut in here for just a second. The it, that wouldn't make any sense because mo- my idea is that he has gone down there. He has checked. It isn't. Reichsman's gone, and he's and he just, just doesn't want to tell anyone. Yeah, he just that would make a lot more sense. See that? There we go. That that ties into the, the greater statesman as a dick theory. Exactly. And I mean, why would he either that or maybe he's like, I don't want to go down there. He might be fr- unfrozen. You go down there. Hmm. Yeah, I would not want to find an angry. Well, okay, I would. I'm Regent. I can yeah. take him. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. I, I could see why that would be the case. Of course, it might just be another plot hole. The, ge- the game has plot holes. Hey, maybe oh, you just forgot. It yeah. happens. Uh, one th- one theory I had, which is iffy, but I really, really want to be true, even more than Reichsman, is Rularu. Yeah, you haven't that one. Ah, yes, Rularu or Rularu, however you pronounce yeah. it. Yeah, but kill Rularu. Yeah, whatever. It, I want to go with just Rularu because sense. that's even sillier. It's good. But either way, I mean, it could be anything. It could be you know the Shiva from Bloody Bay are finally starting to take over the world to destroy it. It could be Rularu. The Shivans are involved, definitely. Like, the intro arc from the Pilgrim definitely tells you that the Shivans were invo- are involved in what's going on, but the, he refers... The, the Pilgrim refers to them specifically as the scouts of whatever the thing behind the coming storm is. Yeah, but it, it could is be not Shiva. Uh. Shiva was... What do you mean it could be Shiva? Well, I mean, Shiva was the Shiva. name of the media. Yes, Shiva was just the name of the meteor yeah, that they blew up. I mean, they give names but, but to that's stuff. Recall. It's like, it, isn't there a storyline? I recall reading from back when they were introducing COV to people that Bloody Bay and the meteors hitting down there had gone to other planets before and destroyed them. I don't, I don't recall that. Yeah, happened. yeah. Yeah, they, but they had it, something like that. Actually, let me look that up. <laughs> yeah. Let me check... It's got a big thing to look into, because I don't really want to stick onto it too much, but just saying that there's a lot of things that could be trying to destroy the Earth right now, and it, it's... Now what <laughs> is it trying to destroy it's the Earth? Yeah. There, there's a lot of stuff. Earth? It could be. It's, you know, they're not trying to destroy the Earth. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's... God, there's so much stuff they'd be killing Earth right now in the uh, City of Heroes that who knows, you know, what they'll throw at us next, honestly. Just think of it as job security. I mean, we're never going to be out of a job at this point. Yeah, it'd be really funny if it was like the one, and I hate to reference a kid's cartoon, but it's like the one Ben 10 plot where the guy's the old buddy of the dad is releasing demons into the world just so he can catch him and keep his job. Hmm. And the only reason I remember that is because he's voiced by Robert Patrick. There you but go. Anyways, let's um, 
I do want to move on to probably the best addition in all the story arc stuff, and I say best because it's so hilariously painful, and we're going <laughs> uh... to jump headfirst into it when this shit is um, updated come 1 p.m. tomorrow. Master of Statesman, Master of Recluse. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm honestly having a ball with this one. Oh yes, the, complaining for those epic. Who, epic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it definitely. No, so it already is. There is oh, much more. Mark my words, yeah, man. About, you're taking the most epic task force, the the one that are supposed to be the hardest in the game, and they are the hardest in the game. I think. Oh yeah. Um, Depends how you do them, but they certainly can be. Well, there's nothing else. Can. The uh, recluse one is hard because the uh, the scientist in that one mission keeps bugging out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the hardest part, though, is going to be these new little stipulations with Master of. And yeah, that's the, uh, no temp powers, so you can't throw Stevens at Statesman to kill him, or you can't, you know, pop, or you can't, I don't even know what temp powers you'd use for um, Recluse, but some people might. Wedding band? Oh, wedding oh, yeah. band. That's you can't, or something like that, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you can't, th- you can't throw temp powers at people. Well, I, th- I mean, okay, just to step back a moment. Issue 11 is adding little limiters you can set for uh, task forces or flashback story arcs or whatnot. Right. Like, you know, no team deaths, no temp powers, enemies are buffed, you're debuffed, uh, no, no, no enhancements, no pool powers, things like that. And, you know, completing content with limiters on you will get you badges. Um, and some of these things are things that can be failed, like the no team deaths one is you just, you fail, you fail that challenge and don't get the badge for it. Yeah. No, you can continue but to take the that. content. If, yeah, if someone dies, no, te- no temp powers, just graze out all your temp powers. You can't use them in the first place. So the, mas- now the master of badges... You from yeah. So yeah, the master of badges are no team deaths, no deaths at all, frankly, and uh, no temp powers. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you have to beat the Statesman Task Force or the Recluse Strike Force without temp powers and without anyone dying. So, I mean, they wanted to, get a, they wanted to find a way to keep people from using Vengeance Chevens, and they seem to have accomplished it. Yeah, it's um, hilariously brutal to the point where, I mean, the, me- the minute they mentioned it on the forums, it was just hilarious how many badge hunters just immediately went, BOOM! Oh, and just fighting a storm. <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. It was oh, hilarious. Yeah. It was great. Like, mm-hmm. should, we tell, should we tell them how we're planning to do Recluse? Um, it's kind of- by, the, by the time we're, um, you know, by the time anybody really listens to it, we'll probably have done it already. So, yeah, let's go ahead and tell them. All right, the re- the Master of Reckless Strike Force. It was great. I'm I'm in the bat the one of the badge channels on the Virtue server um, that I'm in. We like everyone was whining about Master of Reckless. Like, oh, it's impossible. How are we ever going to do this? It's all going to be stones and stone cr- stone brutes and radiation corruptors and oh wow wow wow. And I was like, oh come on, it's not that bad. It's easy. State Master of Statesman's going to be tricky, but Reckless is just fucking cake. And they're like, oh. And someone was like, finally like, okay, fine. TA, what are you going what would you do? Tell me how you would do, how you would get Master of Recluse without, you know, ha- requiring a very specific team. I'm like, okay. The purple, Archville and Purple Triangles don't block sleep. A single Permadom Mind Dominator 
with mass hypnosis can keep the entire phalanx slept the entire fight so you can fight them one at a time. You don't need temp powers, you don't need vengeance to beat one of them at, one of them at a time. It's very easy. Incredibly easy. I mean, that's just... God, that that's going to be hilarious just to pick them off like that. and It's so terribly friggin' simple. It is. I, I went on one practice run with the Badgers. Their, uh, their mind down was kind of iffy. They, I mean, it, that, one, that run had a lot of problems, <laughs> but the strategy, when it wasn't, when the Dom didn't screw it up, went swimmingly. Yeah. And we got several of them off just, just like cake, you know. They'd get slept, I'd run up and shoot one of them, and pull him off, pull him off to the side so the rest of us could kill him. And imagine that. It's just about getting comfortable with your roles and just actually getting it done, which if the Dom had his crap together, you probably would have had a lot easier. Oh, yeah. We, uh, if the Dom had actually been permadom rather than having to rely on speed boost and had um, mass hypnosis slotted out so it actually would, uh, would wear off enough after it recharged that you had a little wiggle room in case it missed someone. And if she hadn't accidentally used uh, psionic dart instead of mind, instead of mass hypnosis that one time. <laughs> God. That's horrible. Oh, yeah. Um, like, it would have gone, it could have gone a lot smoother than it did. And even then, it went pretty smooth. We had deaths, but yeah, it, Those, it, they were avoidable deaths. It's avoidable. Well, so it's, it's not like it's going to be um, a once in a lifetime lucky chance. It's if you get the stuff together and you get people who aren't complete, completely derpied, so to use a term like that, you should be fine and get be able to get it a couple times over. Yeah, I mean, you do need you do for that strategy need a mind dom. Like there is there is no way around it unless an ice or plant dom would work because they also have sleeps but I don't think they're I don't think that those sleeps uh don't will no, avoid they're not as effective uh-uh. like, they're, no, they're, they don't, they're not as effective and they don't avoid the aggro they, both of those uh, pull aggro from what I remember yeah and that might or might not be a, th- be a problem but then again like you can you can avoid the dom getting any aggro just by like Okay, I brought my brute for that run, and he doesn't have taunt. But if he had gone up, thrown some taunts every time he pulled someone, then that would have guaranteed that if someone does wake up, they're going to come at me, not at the dom. Like that is the sort of thing that you would want to do if you're doing a master recluse. If you're, you know, really be playing a master recluse as conservatively as possible. Yeah, and if it, the brute is granite, it's no problem at all. Just he can take one person. Oh, easily. And yeah, so that's not a problem. Recluse, I'm not worried about. We'll get that in our own leisure, probably, anyways. And I think everybody who is intelligent can figure out mind dom. And if not, they just haven't heard about mind dom and ability to sleep. Yeah, it was not. It was like I did appreciate that as much as they were whining. As soon as I was like mind dom, the badgers went, oh. Well, do we have one of those? How do we need to level one of those? How are we going to do that? Rather than, rather than continuing to bitch and moan. Yeah, that that's a good thing that they actually learn to you know shut up and learn that they can be skilled at times. But yeah. then the states TFO. Oh my God, that's going to be interesting, and that's the first one we're trying. 
Oh yeah, we're doing that. We're pl- we've we've got a we've got people set up to do that at one p.m. tomorrow. Oh yeah, I I make sure I am specifically set up, fresh, caffeinated, everything one p.m. until we get it. Yeah, if I have to be late to school, then so be it. Yeah. Well, not too late. Like if I mean, I mean I'm not gonna just skip class entirely, but if I like if if it if it runs till six. And my class is at five forty-five. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's master statesman task force. We can we can do this. Mm-hmm. One thing about the uh, about the issue eleven challenge setup is they've ad- they've added a little window that pops up on completion of a task force, whether or not you use any challenges, telling you you know how many people died, uh, what challenges you beat, if you had any set. And how long it took. So I definitely want just want to have a whatever whatever we post should definitely have the screenshot of that with you know the time spent big encircled. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious if we took like a really short time, like two hours, and that's it. Yeah, and honestly, like it could take it could easily take just two, maybe three hours. I mean, it it takes us what usually three, three and a half when we run it on Invincible and don't soft-load it. Exactly. And let's not get too much into details of our little secrets just yet. I think some of what we're doing is just cheesy enough that, you know... I was about to say... I don't want to encourage it too much just because I want to have a chance to laugh my ass off at some of the people who can't. But... Are we doing anything that's even really that unusual? I mean, everyone knows about soft-loading. Everyone on the boards is talking about is soft-loading an exploit. Oh, okay. Well, interesting. I chose how much I care about the boards anymore. I usually don't read them because they're, at least on the virtue side, they're full of complete utter retardation. Oh yeah, swirling, yeah. swirling vortex of retardation. Yes, but yeah, I think. Okay, yeah, I. By the think way, I'd like to say hi to our audience, which will be predominantly coming from the virtue uh, boards. Hi guys. Yes, you people hi, should stop squishifying and hugging each other and no cuddling. I'm sick of it. Everyone in the glomping thread needs to die in a fire. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you're in the pones form, please kill yourself right now and save us the trouble. Thank you. Um, essentially, though, I mean, yeah, we're going to soft load. I think we're going to see if we can use empowerment for certain missions. Um, and soft loading, just for the record, because you're right in that we don't really need to hide our methods since they're probably well enough known. Is oh, just yeah, people have been doing that since, like, the villain respec. Issue yeah. six. People did that. Yeah. People enter with just one person logged on at the time, and the mission will spawn with enemies set for one person. Then you log in the other seven and kill them all. Yeah. This doesn't work as well as you might think for the uh, for the third mission, the one that they clone of the villain respec, as we found out on a trial run. Just because you know you go in with one person, it'll spawn thirty vines. Great. Let's bring the rest of the team in. It updates the the counter for how low does it have to get before things will reach before that they'll respawn dynamically right. so they did respawn up to 50 i think 56 just as people were logging in now i do but, ask though as you were doing that were you actually in the vine room at any any point yes they, oh. i was in the vine room the whole time <laughs> yeah that'll be um but I, that's why we send in that's why we well we, well, what we were going to do was uh, send in 
what, two, I think two people, you and me, we're just, we're going to go in and kill all the vines when there's only 38. And then bring the rest of the team in for the tree. Yeah, that's easy enough. I, I have no problem with that. That God, I could do that. No problem at all. Um, might be a little slow with a tanker, but then again, with only 30, it's not like we have a... Well, that's what I was saying, you stuff. and me. Tanker yeah. and a scrapper can take 38. Yeah, and you, you just rip through them quickly. you probably take 25 and I'd take 5. Yeah. I mean, you, t- you take the ones in front of the tree. Yeah. I'll take, oh. I'll take all the rest in the time it takes you to do that. Yeah, Jesus Christ, I could do that no problem at all. I am just and whatnot. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that'll be fun. And then the techniques of taking on um, the four patrons, Ghost Widow, Amako, Scorpion, and uh, Emo Rocco. <laughs> It'll be fun. It's Mako. It's Mako. If it's it's pronounced like the shark, I don't know why it would be pronounced like the shark, but in case it is, it would be Mako. Okay, I'm just... Yeah, there's there's no reason it would be pronounced like the shark. I can't think of one. (laughs) Yeah, just putting a Japanese pronunciation on the word there, I-A-E-O-U or something like that. Mako. (laughs) Mako. It's... um, it doesn't matter. He's a shark, and we'll kill him. Yeah. And that should be interesting. I think we probably should just talk more about that after we experience it, because right now it's just talk of we're going to do it, and it's going to be no problem. Yeah. I. It's basically, you know, will people fuck up? Mm-hmm. Because Master of States TF is... I mean, we, we don't use temp powers when we do it anyway. And usually people only die... If they screw up, we don't like use vengeance for anything unless anything other than convenience. Like if it if it becomes if it comes up, like th- people don't die as part of how we do it unless they screw up in some way. Right. So it's, yes, uh, or unless they're painfully retarded. So, Which if we can, <laughs> so if people can just not, if people can not screw up. If we cannot have any slip-ups to the entire task force, which I think is probable. I mean, we usually don't have a whole lot of deaths, and we run it on Invincible. We're doing it on Heroic tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It'll be so much... It'll be refreshingly smooth on Heroic. You know? Like the first smoke of the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it... <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, frankly, and... Uh... Oh yeah, I really am. I'm I'm looking well. I'm looking forward to um, posting and you know talking in global channels about yay master statesman task force. Oh yeah, we're gonna stand around people and flash the badge just to uh, show our EP off to people and mock them. Oh yes. Oh yeah. It's impossible. Oh, yeah. No, we just did it within you know ninety to two uh, minutes to two hours of the uh, issue coming out. <laughs> so we'll see about that. But in general, I guess. A bunch of us are going to obviously roll um, dual blades, willpower. We're going to enjoy that. We're going to do all the story arcs and that sort of crap. We're going to get the master of badges. What's left after all that? Uh, did you say flashback badges? I kind of zone out when you're talking. Um, yeah. yeah, flashback. Flashback. Yeah, there are a lot, there are like 79 flashback badges or something. There's a lot of stuff to do there. Yeah, we'll get so. that in about a week or something like that. I plan to just most yeah. of the, that it'll yeah, hold I'm, people's I'm, attention. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna do I'm gonna do it at when it's convenient for me. I mean, a lot of time probably is going to be spent 
lot, I'm going to be spending a lot of my time leveling my my new scrapper, uh, getting money for purple sets. Oh boy. Uh, we talk about those? I don't even want to get into that. No, I don't, I don't even have like, that. Uh, the, the IO build that you made for uh, me, and I still own I've got maybe a third of them. Well, you don't need... Imaginary money. Yeah, you don't need purple sets for no. most things. There's uh, very rare drops, and they're nice. They're not required, really. They're just a slight little boost over most rare sets, and unless you're specially built, they might be better. Yeah, I mean, I'm planning. I I would not be able to get the build, the build that I'm use- planning for my illusion radiation controller, with that would not be able to keep Phantom Army and Indomitable Will up permanently without purple sets. Right. Which but she's going to have permanent Phantom Army and Mez protection once I get once I spend all the imaginary money. So that's yeah, nice. the big problem. There is that now that they've not that. Actually, you know, another concern I've thought of recently. Now that they've actually introduced something to spend all our imaginary money on, are they going to change the? Uh, they're going to change the the tailor back to the original prices back when, you know, they actually labored under the assumption that people weren't going to have huge piles of cash. Uh, I don't really know. Not. It's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous to spend two two hundred grand on a costume change when you're going to need that two hundred grand. To spend on, you know, IOs. No, uh, two hundred band grand won't buy anything. No, it, it adds up, you know, especially when people spend a lot of time in the, in the tailor. Well, they should get it right, done right the first time. Really, I mean, I can understand a few minor changes here and there, but generally, most people they give they people get costume tokens for waking up in the morning, basically. So they should have it done. And you get yep. all the ones from uh, the uh, veteran system as well. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So if you can't get it done with all that, then really you're changing your costume too much or you're trying to be a unique flower, in which case we will crush you down like the person you are. Mm. But I think I just want to quickly just run through and <laughs> just get a final thought on issue 11. Um, so, Sean, how long you are actually... You're out of commission right now still. Um, I guess you're trying to maybe renew in... So I don't know how long you're going to be in. He's dead. Okay. Dr. Rob, how long are you going to be in issue 11 before you get bored? Uh, that's a good question. Um, well, I was originally going to make a dual, bra- dual blades brute, but the earlier discussion kind of uh, took the air out of that one. So I was thinking maybe it's just... just sad. Maybe. It's just not... Yeah, it's, it's not, not, not absurd. Brute sets. I already have an, uh, an energy melee fire brute. So I was thinking maybe oh, yeah. I'll get in on the crowd okay. of everybody making dual blade scrappers. And then I remembered that oh, yeah. I don't play hero characters because the hero side gameplay is awful. Awful. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. No, no, no. Hear me out here. Hear me out here. It's not necessarily the actual gameplay itself going around punching people. That's great. That that's 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 awesome. You can't you can't really boil it down any more simple than punching people. It's the fact that in order to punch people, you have to you have to talk to some dick in one zone who tells you to go three zones over to punch some people, and then you have to go three zones back to the guy because he won't give you his phone number until he doesn't have any missions left for you. Yeah, it's kind of why you don't run missions anymore, Hero Side. You just sort of leech off other people and uh, yeah, you, have to do, 
You do the news missions. Around for any of these teams. Well, you you can do the. Uh, they've been they've been really good about the newer contacts, the newer content. Just trying to keep it in one place. You. Uh, oh yeah, that's what I'm waiting fault for. Fault lines all finally, fault uh, line. Striga's all in Striga. Croatoa's all oh, in Croatoa. Striga. The Rikti War Zone is all in the Rikti War Zone. The yeah, Ouroboros is all in Ouroboros. I'm waiting for them to fill the hole with uh, the Hollows. Do they have anything oh. else in that level range yet? I can't even remember. What, what, what's Fault? Well, you sh- Fault Line's 15 to 25. Oh, God. They no, the 15 to 20 content is six missions. Mm. Well, I did yeah. that with my uh, regen scrapper. So pretty much the last thing I actually did with that character. Yeah, I did. I've done it on a few people. It's it's fun. There's not it's enough fun, of yeah. it, but um, there's more than there like, that you would expect. Yeah, and there's there's the task forces. Like, okay, yes, Positron is painful, or can be if you do it with a lot of people or on a high difficulty. But oddly enough, I've it's all. I've never seen the uh, problem with Positron. Run it with eight people sometime. Yeah, it's um, complete ass. Cool. Cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. Back on Guardian, and it wasn't that bad. Yes, because you soloed it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, you didn't have a messing boss in every fucking spawn. But we did the last and, uh, mission all together. Okay, so Rob's essentially in this until he gets bored or uh, gets a uh, dual blades to 50. I did pick up Crisis recently, so that's probably going to cut down on it. Ah, gotcha. Um, mm. Damn, system can run it. Okay, oh, so yeah. tell me how about you, man? Uh, how long do you think you'll be playing I-11 before you get bored of it? I don't know. Um, definitely, um, I'm not as interested in dual blades as I am willpower, really, and I really want to make a character involving willpower, and that generally means that I'll be playing one character up to 38. Uh... As for that, then I've got the flashback stuff to get, the Master of States Force, Master of uh, Reckless Force. Um, I don't know. I think... I, I don't think that the game will actively draw my attention so much more than what it already has. I mean, I, I, I put a decent amount of time into City Heroes, but, you know... I don't think that it's going to actively force me to say, oh, wow, I've got to play this game. I mean, I really want to play some of the new stuff, but I, I think that it, it's one of those things where you can take it you can take it at your own pace and not feel like you're missing anything. True, yeah, nothing's going to just go away unless it's like a, a holiday event. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hey, sounds good, so... um uh, Jim, I suppose you're going to be in this too until you get all the badges on Tiny Activist and until um, your tan character, uh, your dual blade scrapper, is at 50. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to the issue 11 stuff. There's a lot of stuff in there I want to do, a lot of stuff I'm going to want to do a lot. And, I mean, I like the game. I'm gonna st- I'm keeping with the game. I'm, I'm in the game. Oh, yeah. But well. I, the, the issue 11 stuff is going to add a lot of stuff that's going to be great to do. I'm, I'm really going to enjoy just... There's there's not a whole lot in this game that is going to be as fun as just, hey, we got a bunch of 50s on, let's do Maria Jenkins, or let's do Viridian. Just And since we don't have to... Since it's not limited to, okay, 
do we have someone who hasn't done that already, who can give us the missions? Mm. That, I think, is going to be a big thing. That was always a problem, especially with the Viridian, since that's pretty much one of the best arcs in the game. Oh, yeah. It's, he's, that arc is fantastic, and like I want to do it Except over Except for that one time that Shank got everyone killed. That was memorable. Remind me. I know it doesn't really stand out from the other times that Shank has gotten everyone killed, but it was the Cause time... Because it happened so often. Yeah, it was the time with all the uh, the, the PVD Awakened, the, the squid cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was everyone crashing. Yeah, that was... Oh, yeah, with the crashing, too. No. There was the crashing issue. I think it was uh, it was Trace that was crashing a lot, but not that oh, one yeah. thing. Yeah. Something happened, everyone was fleeing from something, Shank goes right past me, and then one of the, the PPD Awakened bosses walks right up to me, punches me in the face, and I go down. Yeah. And of course, the rest of the team went down as well, but it was that one punch that really stuck with me right there. Uh, Shank is a, a suicidal peace bringer, Keldian type. Well, and he was... He- he was, he was on side. He would have been on his stalker. You know, I remember hearing the. Uh, I remember. He takes the whole thing about placate being a kill someone other than me button very seriously. <laughs> I, really, I, I can just replace Peacebringer with stalker, and it's the same deal with Shank. So let's mm. just leave it at that for him. <laughs> yeah, I remember in issue eleven hearing a lot of people in the channel whining about doing a Paragon Island safeguard and about how a team of eight was just getting raped by one squid cop boss. But was that it? Were you there for that? I don't believe I was there for that. I, I had some issues with the cops, because originally, because the first, the first thing was that they, they kept crashing people. Did they ever fix that? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, they don't crash people anymore. I was wondering about that, because it suddenly occurred to me that I, don't, I didn't hear any announcements about that. The crashing was a major issue, but another issue was... Um, the fact that they were, you know, totally bastardly hard. As are so most, they got all the the kick-ass player powers, punching people with shiny things and making them die. Not to mention yeah. resurrecting twice after them. Oh yeah, the oh, the multiple self-reses. I loved that. I, when I fought, when I did, um, it's only fun when the Abyss's second arc. They only do it once. Oh no, Abyss's second arc. I did it. I duoed that with my brute, R.A., and Jesus' Sentai. And we fight Sunstorm at the end of that, level 50 hero. Mm. And we, we beat him down in human form, and he died. And then he self-rezzed and went into Nova. Oh, so we dear. beat him down and killed him. And he self-rezzed and went into Dwarf. Oh, so dear. we beat him down and killed him. Then he self-rezzed and went into Light form. Oh and we beat him down and killed him, and he stayed dead that time. It was I epic. I certainly hope so. Now, see, that's a good end boss right there to have. There you think go. That sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But for every spawn for a boss to do that is another complete issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, um... <laughs> I, I guess, really, issue 11, it all depends on how much you're into dual blades and willpower. And, honestly, if you don't find dual blades awesome, then you Thanks really need to take a look at it again. Because yeah. it's completely awesome. People are going to be making themselves look like helicopters constantly with the, um, whatever its name is. Uh, Typhoon's Edge. Typhoon's Edge, yes. And 
if you like that, if you like Flashback, you're going to love this issue. Otherwise, I really don't know why you're playing City of Heroes anymore, anyways. Also, really, if you don't like either of those, this is also the perfect time to get up, like, an Empathy Defender or something, because oh, yeah, everybody's going to... Oh, yeah, all the new yeah. teams. Exactly, yeah. You're planning to do that, aren't you? Uh, Trace, right, yeah. Um... Well, I'm sort of on the fence myself. I'm sort of divided between either starting up um, a dual blades uh, tank of some sort, maybe. Um, possibly. I thought you said you were done with tanks. I, I think I am done with tanks, but it's lingering in my head all of a sudden. Either that or the two more likely options is I'm going to create a kin archery defender or an archery energy blaster. Oh, yeah, they fixed archery, didn't they? Yeah, oh, archery yeah. pretty damn fast now. Yeah, I'd go. I'd say, I'd say do the defender just because. Well, obviously you're going to do more damage. <laughs> yeah, but, but also I'd be constantly buffing other people, and that's sort of where I become a complete asshole, and that I don't want to do that too much. What do you True. think I am? A heal bot? <laughs> but but we'll see. I. I I certainly am interested in both sets. I just got to figure out which one I would enjoy more. And that's that for me, really, when it comes to I-11. So, with that said, there is one question mark remaining in the future of COH beyond discussing I-12, which we really shouldn't be doing yet. And that's the winter event. Yeah, that sounds interesting. And I'm, I'm you know, really excited to conclude on this because we've looked in... We've heard about possibilities, and I know for a fact... We've got our sources. Yeah, we've got our sources. I'm not going to reveal them, but we've heard that there's going to be an event run by players and maybe otherwise that involves using the old ski slopes from the chalet in the last winter event to race. Interesting. I don't think I had heard that. And there, there is a talk about that, but how are you going to measure how fast somebody is? I mean, it's just sliding down a hill, right? And that's that. But yet, I found this forum post um, from one of the badge hunting forums where they like to dig apart the pig files or whatever they're called that the data's in. And they looked and they found all the new badges. Three unaccounted for badges. And I'll read these off. Slalom Gold. Slalom silver and slalom bronze. Well, technically they say slow lamb, but uh, that's because the yeah, they're, they're misspelled horribly. But <laughs> regardless, slalom and skiing. I mean, it, it, you can't look at that and think anything other than they're going to add some sort of badge or competition to skiing. Yeah, possibly they. I mean, it's uh, what's gold, silver, and bronze, and they u- they use that like bronze medalist, silver medalist, gold medalist, for the uh, the time limits on the task force challenges, too. Yeah, they do, but those are... Like it could just it could be so specific to doing, like... Well, now that they've got all the new triggers for uh, time and number of deaths and whatnot, they might be able to rig something up to do the uh, the race. Yeah, they might be doing know, the... Uh, the don't really have oh. any, any, any really special triggers, aside from, of course, cutscenes and whatnot. You know... You know what it probably is? There, like, one thing we do know about the winter event is that on test, on the auction house, there's a new kind of salvage, a new kind of event salvage called candy cane. 
and the description, there's no art for it, but the description is a festive piece of peppermint candy to celebrate the holidays. Seek the candy keeper in the winter chalet in, in pocket D as he collects these candy canes in return for hard-to-acquire treasures. Hmm. So it sounds like a Vanguard it's Merit type of thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it could be it could be badges for collecting them because maybe the way you get you'll get them is similar to the way you were getting uh, costume costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way you were getting costume temp powers and how on the Halloween event, like maybe you do some maybe there is a race thing or who knows maybe there's a mission that for which the slalom badge would be somewhat appropriate, hmm. and you know that's how you get them and doing it repeatedly to get more candy canes gets you increment the incrementally higher badges. Maybe it's that. Yeah, it's hard to say for sure because we've never really seen a timing mechanism for something that would be like a race, and yet if they're planning something like that in the player event, you got to imagine... And well, I, the player I, event, you know, they probably have someone at the bottom of the slope to call them as they come down. Yeah, they, I'm putting a lot of faith in the player event community that they're not just going to turn this into some sort of um, low-budget Pinewood Derby and have it so that one guy who system might be slightly different than the server system might just call out a random winner if it's a neck-and-neck -neck race. Yeah. Then you just yeah. do it in the brain room. Yeah, oh, I don't God. know. I yeah. about oh. the brain room. I can run by yeah, the, the brain, brain room is happy and love. frames per second, but the brain room makes my system die. <laughs> and it's doing its job. Yeah, you you can apparently run 40 frames a second in crisis, but you can't load the brain room. What's wrong with you, man? Brain room kills me every time. It takes ten minutes to render every single brain in the room. I can look at the brains, and it'll slow down to ten frames per second. I touch the brains, everything goes to hell. <laughs> That's why you don't touch the brains. You don't ever touch the brains, unless you want to ski. Yeah, you, you don't touch the brains. Imagine all life as we know it stopping instantaneously, and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. That is why you do not touch the brains. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thinking about the candy canes, though, you almost know they're going to bring the Winter Lords back. Well, they have every year since... Yeah, every year that they've had the game at winter, they have had Winter well, Lords or something. Well, so suddenly that, that sort of makes me think, you know, we're going to be opening up presents again and get candy cane salvage. Hmm. That might be... Which will be, which will be kind of boring, actually. Because I, I did all that farming the Ice Warrior or whatever the Halloween badge was for a hundred pre presents back the year that they first did that. That toy was collector. hell. Yes, toy collector. That correct. bad. That, I did that. It I got that done in like an hour. It was, it was annoying. Yeah, I mean, you, you need to get a good, a good route. Well, that I found was pretty a, much when my inner badge fort died. <laughs> it's you, know, you really have to... It's exactly like uh, T, or Jim said. You have to find the right route... I found one in Founders Fall that was Falls that was just perfect because nobody goes there. Yeah, I was doing one in Atlas just because it was like no one in At no one was doing stuff in Atlas. The lobbies couldn't. The people who were actually doing running around in Atlas couldn't handle the spawns that would come out of the presence that they weren't really trying. Yeah, so screw them. They don't deserve presence. Yeah. But it could be multiple venues like that. It could be possibly Candy Cane Salvage being a part of the winter event just to sort of encourage more present openings. 
and maybe the fallen is related to that, maybe it isn't. Um, we don't know. We're just going to prognosticate. And, yeah, I think it's going to be a wait and see, obviously, but I'm totally hoping that the uh, gold and silver and bronze for Solemn has something to do with a nice little racing mechanism because if people know me, they know I am far too much into any form of racing and yes. I will totally whore that like uh, red light district bastard. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a 50 that doesn't have something to do with racing? Um, no. No, not at all. <laughs> Uh, Cat Concussion is a former race car driver. Final Lap is, well, the name speaks for itself. And Wheelman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Third party yeah. jinx there. I, I am not a very creative person. I get to call third party jinx. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, in summary, I11 is going to be interesting. Definitely, if you have the game, Try out dual blades. Look into it. Even if you just go on test and you know, mess around. Um, looking forward to winter event. Uh, Master of it's going to be hilarious because we're going to douchebag ourselves around in that. And beyond that, I think the next episode we're going to end up talking a lot about what i 11s like, what to expect, and just exactly what people are whining about now in the set. Yeah, we're going to have a very, yeah. very special response to that. Oh, yes. We're going to address everyone's concerns in one segment. So, yes. So, any other final thoughts before we wrap this horribly long special episode up? I don't think so. I can't nope. think of anything. Although, I'll probably right. something maybe 20 minutes after we end the show. Oh, so yeah, yeah, I... You, you didn't good. Good. think of it. <laughs> so, what is it? I, I'm just sort of thinking, should I put perspective on all this? Yes. No. Save it. Yeah, you, you don't need to put it's, perspective. It's, it's, it's going to be special. No talking from you. That, that will uh. be... Um, you, you can save that for when there is perspective to be had. Yeah, we, we, we want to save that for when we have uh, when we have the whole thing. Yeah. Very uh, that, that's, It's not secret, but that's something to look forward in the future. And hopefully, I hope any listeners who have not died or fallen asleep by now will join us for that. Mm-hmm. So, on the behalf of the possibly asleep or dead Sean McCormick, the uh, always uh, interesting Dr. Rob Sisko, the uh, soon-to-be moment of perspective, Tony Strickland, and our special guest host, numbers guy, Jim Yerson, I'm Trey Sevens, and I'd like to thank you for watching City of... Oh, my God, I was about to say City of Game Show, wasn't I? Well, that's long dead and ra- raped, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Slightly, yeah. We'll probably yeah. be getting back into that at some point. Maybe, though. if that whole thing... Maybe. We'll, we'll talk about what City of Game Show was back in the day, and I'll whine about that appropriately. But yeah. no, my dreams of having an audio version of that are long dead and gone. So, this is Jerk Radio. I thank you for listening, and hopefully we'll see you around next time, where hopefully we won't talk for ten hours and kill you in the process. Hopefully. Thank you, and good night. Same good night. jerk time, same jerk channel. We'll be here. Always.